It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder extending Lou Dorr on a five-year deal, matching his contract with Shea Gildas-Alexander, plus the Thunder bring back Mike Muscala, and should Kevin Durant return home to Oklahoma City? All of this and more coming up on today's Lockdown Thunder podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, media member, and Aaron Chief over at Thunderous Intentions. Dot com Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. Email the show LO Thunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into Lou Dort's contract extension, Mike Muscala returning to the Thunder, and Tail Maldon's contract all being guaranteed. Plus, the Thunder are now over the cap, and Kevin Durant is on the move from Brooklyn. Should he return back to Oklahoma City? We'll see about all of that coming up, but let's start with Lou Dort. So it was announced after the first wave of contracts were announced, and you had that that just barrage of contracts out of the gate at six uh, at six p.m. Eastern. After about fifteen or so, of those contracts went through. There was that lull waiting period, and then it was announced that Lou Dort's contract would be back with the Thunder five years. $87.5 million. That breaks down to $17.5 million per year. And this is exactly what I said was going to happen on yesterday's show. Like, like I'm not really sure, uh, you know, the outrage of this contract by some Thunder fans. If you listen to this show anyway, you knew that it was going to be between $15 million per year and $18 million per year. And it falls right at 17 and a half. So, this is kind of just the range for a player like Lou Dort who has proven that he can play in the playoffs. You should not let recency bias dictate the way that you feel about Lou Dort. Lou Dort is not a player who is built to tank. You, you can't really see what Lou Dort does whenever the team is trying to lose and whenever there's bad players playing around him. When he was put in a situation where he had competent NBA players, whenever he had Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, Delino Gallinari, SGA, of course, whenever he had those quality of guys around him and they were trying to win basketball games and they were in the playoffs, when those things were happening, when those things were going down, he was a very, very good player and inserted himself as an undrafted rookie into that lineup and made humongous play after humongous play in the bubble in the postseason. Like This is a guy who is built to play winning basketball. And, and let's not forget all of the hype and all of the 
great plays he made in that bubble against a prime James Harden. We were all amazed by how he defended James Harden in the playoffs. And there were glimpses of that again this year, of how he defended guys. And last year, on how he defended guys. This is a this is a player who, sure, uh, you know, hasn't gotten the chance to kind of put his skill set on display because of the quality of player he is and what he kind of uh, brings to the table. But don't think it's not there. This would be different if we never got that rookie season. But we've gotten to see that he can stay on the floor in the playoffs, and he's gotten even better at it. Uh, I think. I think organically his offense is going to get better because as you improve this team around him, you're going to cut down the above the break threes, and you're going to have him have the ball in his hands less. And he shot over 40% in the corner last year. Um, you know, he, He's been a good corner shooter his entire career from three. And those are what he's going to be, have to stick to primarily throughout his career to become a better overall three-point shooter and to help the team out offensively. But let's not forget, if you believe Chet Holmgren is a legitimate elite rim protector and an awesome you know uh, defender in the post, then... That makes Ludort better as well because now he's got a defensive anchor behind him while he locks down the perimeter. This deal is a very good deal, especially if you believe that Ludort is a starting level player. If you think that Ludort can be in the starting lineup when you're in the postseason and you can defend at that high level, well, then this is the cost of doing business. The salary cap is going to rise each and every year, and pretty soon this number will look, you know, status quo. Right. I mean, the Sixers, who are trying to win a championship, just signed P.J. Tucker, who's collecting Social Security, and, and they gave him more money per year than what the Thunder just gave Lou Dort. So I would ask you, do you think that if the Sixers had the option between a 37-year-old P.J. Tucker and what Lou Dort can provide, would you rather give P.J. Tucker three years $33 million, or would you rather give Lou Dort a five-year extension um, worth 87.5? This is still a very tradable contract for Oklahoma City. If they want to trade him and use him as a centerpiece of a trade or as a sweetener in a trade, they can absolutely do that. This does not hamstring the Thunder at all with what they want to do in the future. This is just what, what high-level role players cost. And that's what Lou Dort is. And so now Lou Dort and SGA's contract line up and they're best friends and they match each other for the next five years. And maybe this was a best friend's tax because you want to keep uh, SGA happy. Maybe this was recouping some of uh, the value that you got off that bargain contract the first go around and giving him back some of the money he should have been earning the last couple of years. And the big thing is, yes, you want to keep 2023 cap flexibility. You still did that. Like this contract's not going to ruin whatever plan you had for 2023's cap. Uh, but the next extension you're going to have to sign would be Josh Giddy in about two years. So I'll be like two years into the five-year deal. Like that, That's not going to be difficult. So if we all agreed yesterday that the range was 15 to 18, let's not act so surprised whenever it comes out to be 17 and a half. This is a good deal for OKC. Like I said, very tradable if they want to do that. They should be competing for the majority of it, like competing in the postseason, contending for championships eventually. Like, out of these five years, the Thunder should make the playoffs how many times? Like, at least three, if not four. And when and once you're in the playoffs, then Lou Dort's value is at its all-time high. 
you can't have it both ways. You you can't be somebody who was saying like literally like two seconds ago, like two days ago, oh, Ludor is so valuable on a contending team. Like Ludor, the Thunder should look to trade him because he's so valuable and, and, and every contending team could use him. And then say, oh, this is too much to pay him, $17.5 million. Because once the Thunder gets to that competitive stage, which should be relatively soon, then he becomes that same value for OKC. And it becomes easier to trade as well, right? It becomes easier to trade $17.5 million per year versus $1.9 million. It's easier to match money in that way and bring something back in return. And at the end of the day, this is just a really cool story. This is a really cool story. You know, Lou Dort goes from undrafted to, um, you know, a two-way deal to a NBA contract and now to this payday. I just struggle to find the negative in all of this because even if Ludort never improves from three, let's say he just never improves from three. And even if Ludort, you know, still struggles offensively as a whole, at no point in this contract will Ludort be difficult to move on from in a trade. Like you, you can always find a trade partner. What do you think that Matisse Thibault is going to get whenever he's up for an extension, right? And you see these contending teams who are in the market to trade for Matisse Thibault. And, you know, it could be biased. It could be whatever. But, I mean, I'd rather have Lou Dort and take the chance on his three than, I, than Matisse Thibault, in my opinion. We just haven't gotten to see Lou Dort in the postseason as much as we've gotten to see Matisse Thibault. And so don't let recency bias, and again, don't let a bad situation impact the way that you view Lou Dort. It's kind of like Al Horford in the sense of people let his bad situation in Philadelphia dictate how they felt about him as a player. Whenever he never lost talent, he never was a bad player. It was just a bad fit. In terms of Lou Dort seeing, in terms of you seeing Lou Dort's absolute ceiling and absolute potential and absolute kind of um, best of the best abilities that he can bring, it's a bad fit right now. You, he cannot, he physically cannot show them off right now with where the team's at. Whenever you're consistently, um, you know, one of the worst teams in the NBA. Once you get to that stage where you're in the postseason, then he can begin to show you what he can do. And whenever he does that, you're not going to think twice about this contract extension. And for now, he's your second highest paid player behind Shea. And of course, the two stay best friends. The two, uh, of course, have a history together being Canadian and uh, being best friends on this team. So all in all, it works out really well. And it falls between the range that I was incredibly comfortable with giving Ludort, 15 to 18. And so if 17.5 is like this obscene number to you, what would be one that you'd be comfortable with? Are you really upset over this contract because it's not a million dollars less or $2 million less? You can make that up in the margin somewhere else. And in fact, you did that with Mike Muscala. And we're going to talk about that coming up. But first, I want to tell you right now, Pretty good friends over at Arcade 1-Up. Boom shakalaka. We've got big news. The one, the only NBA Jam is back. The Arcade 1-Up is giving you the leader in home retro arcade games. Not only bringing the best game ever back, but they've made it better than ever and bigger than ever with the Shaq Edition machine. People are obsessed with NBA Jam, and I am thrilled to tell our listeners that you can once again play hoops with NBA legends in this arcade classic jump clear across the court, set the ball on fire in the uh, first sports game to ever feature real digitized NBA licensing. 
with no fouls, no free throws, no quarters required. Compete with friends and family throughout the all-new Wi-Fi leaderboards. Make uh, Makes you more connected than ever before with the game. Pre-order uh, now on Arcade1Up.com. That's Arcade1Up.com for an estimated early ship date of September. Arcade1Up is the place for fun. They've got even more classics like Golden Tee, Mortal Kombat, and many others starting at $3.99. So check this out. They're giving away an NBA Jam Shack Machine Edition to a Locked On Thunder listener by entering a chance to win the game console for your man cave or your office, arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade, the number one, up.com slash locked on. You've got until July 8th to enter to win NBA Jam Shack Edition console. Do not miss out. Enter today. Who are you going to play with? The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Thunderpod. Email the show Thunderpod at gmail.com. Thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. For your next listen, check out whatever story you're most interested in. We are dominating NBA coverage here at Locked On. So if you're all in on this Kevin Durant story, check out Locked On Nets. If you're all in on the Jalen Brunson story, check out Locked On Knicks and Locked On Mavs. Whatever story that you're very interested in outside the Thunder, go check out their respective teams. And also you can check out the national perspective at Locked On NBA. So make sure you do that as well. Uh, the Thunder do re-sign Mike Muscala, which again, if you listened to yesterday's show, you would know that they were going to do that. Um, they re-sign him to a vet minimum. Uh, he is back to mentor the youngsters, and and and, and he loves being here. And, and we already knew those reports, but they were kind of made official yesterday. He loves being here, wants to mentor this young team. Uh, this does not make the roster crunch any easier because you bring him right back after you declined his option to get him, uh, you know, to, to free up one spot. You free up that spot for like 12 hours, and then you brought him right back. Uh, and as I told you yesterday, this was going to happen, that they were going to bring him back. Now, here's what happened. They signed a one-year vet minimum deal. And so that one-year veteran minimum contract for Mike Muscala drops his money from 3.5 to $1.8 million. So that you save some money in that transaction, uh, and Mike Muscala comes back once again being a team player. So not only is he willing to be on a tanking team, not only is he willing to help these youngsters grow, not only is he willing to have herky-jerky minutes where some nights he's playing 15 minutes and then he goes for a week without getting a single minute, not only is he willing to put up with all of that and embrace the community and love the organization, but he also took a pay cut. And that helps you in a big way because the Thunder are now over the salary cap as of midnight on Friday. And, uh, you know, they they didn't make another trade for another big contract, and that might have surprised some people, but they obviously did not want to flirt with the tax line at all. And so even though you're over the cap, it's important to save money with Mike Muscala here, um, especially after you do the Lou Dort extension. So that's awesome for Mike Muscala. Glad to have him back. He's a Thunder legend. I hope he's a Thunder lifer from this point forward, and uh, we'll just see how his career continues to um, transpire. Also, at midnight, Tail Maldon had his contract fully guaranteed at $1.9 million. 
much like we talked about Isaiah Roby yesterday, this um, does not really matter, <laughs> frankly, because $1.9 million is not some obscene number. Like it's, it's not a number that you're going to look at and you're going to say, oh my goodness, you know, how can they waive $1.9 million? They're, they're going to be comfortable doing that. And Sam Presti has said as much at the end of the season press conference and uh, throughout this whole process that the Thunder are going to want to compete. And, and compete has been a big message from Sam's end-of-season press conference to Mark Dagnott's end-of-season press conference to last Saturday. Like It's been a constant message that this team is going to want to compete at training camp. And that's why they're going to bring all 20 guys to training camp. That's why they're not going to decline Roby's option or to waive Tam Aldon's uh, contract before yesterday at midnight. That's why they're that's why they're going to feel comfortable bringing them there uh, to training camp and letting them fight out for their spot. And if somebody surprises and wins a spot, so be it. If not, the Thunder are very comfortable waiving money and just getting it off the books in one year and um, opening up the rush spot that way. They're going to take whoever they feel like is the best team at training camp. And so if it takes waiving uh, Tam Aldon's $1.9 million and paying them the whole thing uh, in October that's perfectly fine with what the Thunder are trying to do and what the Thunder want to do this season. So it's big news for Tail Maldon because now you officially know, hey, I've got this offseason to compete. I can get better in my game this offseason. I can um, get myself in the best position possible for October. And then come training camp, I need to work and I need to compete and I can still earn a roster spot. Uh, he's still in the mix. Now, if I was a betting man, would I bet he'd be here uh, on the season opener? No. If I if I was forced to sit down and make a roster projection for next season right now, which we're going to be doing um, as this offseason goes forward, we're going to make about two or three or four of those projections. If I had to make my first one right now, I would not include Taylor Maldon. I'll just tell you that right now. But he at least now earns the chance to change my mind, to change Sam Presti's mind, to change, uh, of course, the Thunder's mind uh, in that decision. So it's good for him to not only make $1.9 million, but more importantly, to have the chance to stick around in the NBA and to stick around with the Thunder. And of course, the Thunder can still throw in Maldon or Roby or whoever's contract into a trade if they if they can find a team who views it as valuable and who views it as um, worthwhile. But that's all that happened in day one for OKC and free agency. You can you, you kind of guarantee uh, Tim Maldon's contract at 1.9 mil, but it's still very easy to cut. Uh, you did not make a, 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 a another trade. You did not take on another contract because you don't want to flirt with that tax line at all. Uh, Mike Muscala is back on a veteran minimum that saved the Thunder from $3.5 million down to $1.8 million for Muscala this year after declining his option on Wednesday. And then with Lou Dort, they signed him to a five-year $87.5 million payday. So that's all that happened in day one. Um all expected, right? All, all was, you know, t- yesterday was a fun, good day in Thunder basketball history, I think. I think that, you know, I think that it's, you know, expected, or, or I think that it's kind of just common to freak out about things, right? And to and to just worry about things. But there should be no stress involved with Ludort's contract extension. The other two things don't technically matter, you know, re- realistically. But, but I, I've seen a ton of worry, panic, or just concern over Ludwig's contract. And I get it. Like, I, I get, you know, you see these flashy numbers and you get scared because you have to extend Josh Giddy. If Chet's any good, you need to extend him in four years. Like, you have to pay these young players, Trey Mann. Uh, but the thing, the, the reality of it is this will not hinder you. The difference in signing those guys to a second deal will not be Lou Dort. First of all, you'll have their bird rights to do whatever you need to do. Um 
in general, but but Ludor will not stop you from making any future move that you want to make. And also, it makes him more readily tradable. And like I said, let's not change the narrative on Ludor just because he's getting paid more. The amount he's paid hasn't added or taken away from his skill set. And his skill set is one that is incredibly valuable once your team wants to win games. And hopefully he can show that at the start of the season this year, uh, you know, and kind of remind everyone what he is. And then, uh, you know, next year in 2023-24, whenever they're hopefully trying to go to a, go to the playoffs, then he can, of course, help you get over that hump and kind of calm everybody down and give them reassurance. But I, I would encourage you not to look at last season for Lou Dort. I would encourage you, if you want to kind of get a pick-me-up about Lou Dort's contract today, go rewatch the Houston Rockets playoff series in the bubble. Uh, you know, that's what you should be looking at for Lou Dort in terms of why the Thunder paid him this money. And at the end of the day, it can't be both. It can't be trust Presty, trust Presty, trust Presty, and then they sign Lou Dort to a hair over, you know, what you expected, and all of a sudden Presty's a clown and Lou Dort doesn't deserve this money. He deserves this money. And there's a lot of different taxes that go along with this, right? The best friend tax. This is Shea's best friend. You need to keep him around probably to keep Shea happy. Uh, and Shea already immediately posts on Instagram how happy he was for Lou Dort. And then, you know, Lou Dort does recoup some value for playing on such a bargain bin deal for the start of his NBA career. That's the bottom line, right? So you factor in the best friend tax and the recoup tax, and this number makes a ton of sense because it inflates it to 17.5. Realistically, it could have been 15 per, and we'd all be happy at 15 per, I believe. So don't let a couple million sway your opinion. That's the price of doing business whenever guys go to free agency, whenever you need to upcharge, you know, whenever you need to... Um, Resign guys. Anthony Simons got a hundred million by Chet's agent yesterday. So uh, make sure that you tap into what's happening around the NBA. Coming up though, let's talk about Kevin Durant wanting out of Brooklyn and how that impacts Oklahoma City. But first, I want to say right now, we're good friends over at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find the latest sport developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and MLB playoffs. Uh, so make sure you check it out today. BetOnline is your continued source for sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Go to betonline.net. Remains the best spot for your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline is your fastest and best way to bet on even events like MMA, boxing, and golf too. So head over today to their website. And I know that some of you might be hearing this and saying, well, the only sport I follow is the NBA. That, that's the only sport I follow closely enough that I'd want to bet on a, a particular event. Well, guess what, folks? Even though the NBA season is over, you can still bet on the NBA. And you might be wondering, how can I do that? You go to BetOnline, you go to down to basketball, you go to NBA, and you can bet on NBA futures. The championship odds are out right now, and the Suns have moved into the favorite position to win the NBA championship. Is that a clue that they're going to get Kevin Durant from Vegas? Because it used to be the Warriors two days ago. Now it's the Suns at plus 600. The Thunder are still tied for the worst odds on the title with the Houston Rockets. You can go bet on stuff like that, as well as other regular season specials and prop bets like Chet Holmgren blocks per game this year. Will Chet Holmgren get over or under two blocks per game for OKC as a rookie? Make sure you check it out today, betonline.net. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. Email the show, LOThunderpod at gmail.com. So, Kevin Durant released yesterday that he wants out of Brooklyn. He formally requested a trade out of Brooklyn yesterday and has his top team set at the Suns in Miami. But, of course, nearly every team will try to gain the services of Kevin Durant. There's been some smoke around the Raptors, around the Pelicans. Um, One important distinction for the Thunder aspect of all of this. Are the Thunder going to trade for Kevin Durant? I would be willing to bet a lot of money that they will not. Of course, Sam Presti can always surprise us and he can pull a rabbit out of his hat and the Thunder do have assets, but I don't think they're going to make a trade for Kevin Durant. I just don't. I love making the jokes about coming home. I think that they're funny and hilarious, but we all know the deal. We all know what happened between Kevin Durant and OKC and also where the Thunder are at in their team build. He's not going to come to OKC, but this still does impact the Thunder. Uh, Firstly, if you just wanted to talk about Kevin Durant trade OKC, Shea cannot be involved in the deal because of the same CBA rules that prevent ben, uh, but that prevent Bam Adebayo in the trade. You cannot trade for two guys on a rookie scale deal, so the Nets to get Shea would need to outsource Ben Simmons somewhere. Uh, so Shea can't be involved. Uh, Chet Holmgren, and also this goes for any rookie in the NBA, the rookies can be traded still like Chet Holmgren, like Shaden Sharp, like these guys, they can still be traded until their deal is signed. Uh, so until they sign their contract, they can still be traded. Once they sign their contract, there's, of course, that waiting period between signing the contract and getting traded. Uh, so a deal could technically include Chet Holmgren. You know, and so Chet Holmgren, multiple first, maybe Ludor, whatever. Uh, technically, that, that could be a deal. But again, I do not think that the Thunder will trade for Kevin Durant. Um that does not preclude the Thunder from the KD sweepstakes, and here's how. One of his preferred destinations and one of his preferred spots is the Miami Heat. And so we already mentioned that the Miami Heat cannot trade Bam Adebayo unless the Nets get Ben Simmons somewhere else. So that takes away one of the one of the Heat's main sources of income, so to say, main you know, assets. And so when you take away one of... Miami's main assets, then they're left with just picks and Tyler Hero and Kyle Lowry or whatever. The problem is with Miami, they can't trade picks unless they unprotect the pick they owe to Oklahoma City. Due to the Stepien rule and things like that, the Thunder control what the Heat can offer the Nets in terms of draft capital. And so the Thunder can gain an asset back from Miami to allow Miami to unprotect that pick because Miami cannot amend that protection on their own. It'd have to be agreed upon between the two teams. And so the Thunder are not just going to agree willy-nilly to say, oh, yeah, unprotect the pick for nothing, no no charge at all, so you can go land Kevin Durant. They're going to get something. Is it going to be something massive or something you know, earth-shattering? Probably not. But this is why you make the trades for the first-round picks. This is why you hamstring organizations and you, you know, you, you control their future in terms of future draft capital. Who would have thought that Miami would be coming back groveling to Sam Presti trying to get this first-round pick to become unprotected because they can go land Kevin Durant in a trade? But in this league, you just never know. You just never, ever know. And so the Thunder will get a sweetener from that trade that they made uh, you know, to get Miami's pick 
just by simply Kevin Durant requesting a trade on another team. And again, will that, will that trade, will, will that sweetener be somebody like Jovic or, or somebody, you know, or, or, or something crazy? Probably not, but it will be an additional asset that you otherwise wouldn't have. All because Kevin Durant decided, hey, I don't want to play for Brooklyn anymore. I want to play for Miami. This is why you compile the assets. This is why you compile the picks. This is why, um, you know, you never say you have too many of anything. As I've said before, you can't have too many first-round picks. And you won't be overcharged in a trade because you have so many first-round picks. That's just ludicrous. Because the price of a Big Mac at McDonald's is the same for me, it's the same for you, and it's the same for Elon Musk. It's the same for Jeff Bezos. It's the same for anyone else. We all pay the same $2.95 for a Big Mac or whatever it is nowadays. You don't get charged more because you're a millionaire or because you're a billionaire. Same thing results in these trades with first-round picks as well. So this is just another example of how um, compiling these assets is such an important thing for OKC. We'll talk more about the, uh, you know how this Kevin Durant sweepstakes unfolds, Lou Dort's contract, and folks, it's Summer League next week. Next week starts Summer League as the Thunder go to Salt Lake City on Tuesday to play their first game uh, in Salt Lake City on Tuesday. And so you'll get to see Poku and Giddy and everybody else that you cannot wait to watch play basketball again. It's all going to happen. We're going to cover it all daily, Monday through Friday on Lockdown Thunder. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts from. And until then, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 